0: New COVID boosters could be headed our way later this week. Now, yesterday, the FDA approved a new round of updated COVID boosters from Pfizer and Moderna. Now, the vaccine makers say this single-dose shot targets primarily Omicron variants, XBB1.5 and EG.5, but that it is still effective against newer emerging variants. So joining us now with more on that newly approved vaccine is Dr. Mia Termina, infectious disease specialist with Dooley Health and Care. Welcome back, Dr. T. Hey, Sasha. Good to talk with you. It's been a while, but uh, now you're back, right? And and so that can only mean one thing.
1: There's new news and, and new uh, uh, breaking um, plans for yes. the next few weeks to come. Here as we approach our typical fall viral season, and how are we going to manage new vaccine recommendations mm-hmm. and you know flu, COVID, RSV, all coming at us once again.
0: Well, let's let's talk about this vaccine. What age range? has it been approved for? Let's start there. So,
1: Yeah, the FDA approved it for uh, everyone ages 12 year old, uh, twelve years old and up. Uh, it is also approved for five and up um, with emergency use authorization for the younger kids. Uh, but certainly on a case-by-case basis and talking with providers about your risk, your children's risk, who's living in the home, uh, there are going to be many school-aged kids that are certainly eligible and should receive this vaccine as well. So
0: most people will receive the vaccine as a single dose. Uh, who would be the exception?
1: So there's really not going to be too many exceptions here. Um, If we haven't had a single dose of uh, COVID booster in the last year, which many of us have not, this is the one to get. This is going to be the first of what should be a seasonal vaccine, just like we get our flu shots every year. So... In June, the government asked Pfizer and Moderna, Novavax to work on vaccines specific for the xbb 15 variant. That's what was going around end of 2022, early 2023. And fortunately, most of what we're seeing now, even though XBB1.5 is not the main variant going around right now, all of the subvariants of that are what's going around. And these vaccines uh, have been tested against and are doing very well against some of the newer emerging variants uh, of XBB1.5 coming out.
0: I see. Uh, and so how soon do we expect it to be available?
1: very soon. Um, they're going to present to the CDC today. I don't anticipate that there's going to be any hiccups because it's already been FDA approved. There may be some recommendations coming from the CDC about uh, nuances if this is going to be a recommendation for all to receive or if it's going to be a recommendation for those with, a, you know, higher risk or the elderly to receive with eligibility for all. So my hope is that it kind of comes through with as a recommendation uh, for most people to go ahead and receive this vaccine. And that's gonna include people who have never received a single dose of COVID vaccine at all. Mm-hmm. This is sort of a one and done, whether you've had one, two, five, ten 10 shots of COVID vaccine over the last several years, this is the one for all of us.
0: Yeah, and Dr. Geraldine Luna, to your point, who's the medical director for the Chicago Department of Public Health, said this shot will be free to anyone who lives in Chicago regardless of legal or health insurance status.
1: That's excellent. I mean, these shots are being priced at over $100. um, And that is going to be for folks that are essentially don't have access to insurance. Most commercial insurances, Medicare, Medicaid will cover these vaccines and they should be at no cost to most Americans. For that 30 million or so folks that are uninsured or underinsured, we need to be able to get these vaccines to them as well. So there are programs being set up by the government and then there are certain programs being set up in cities, uh, larger uh, major metropolitan areas around the country that do have these resources. So thankfully here in the Chicagoland area We are one of those locations that is going to be able to get shots to every single person who's eligible and wants one.
0: Yeah. The CDC's got a bridge access program that uh, will provide vaccines free of charge, right? And that's um, through this temporary program. uh, It'll not be available after December 2024. Now, correct. Yeah. Are previous COVID vaccines
1: still available, doctor? Nope, every time we get a new vaccine, it sort of replaces all of the pre-existing ones. So back when we had our first vaccines, the monovalent ones in 2020, that's what we all received, including multiple doses of the vaccine to be considered fully vaccinated. And then when the bivalent booster came out, that was it. The rest of the monovalence went away and that became the best of what's around because it covered the original strains and it covered those Omicron strains. And that's the booster that many of us got, you know, in the fall of 2022. Some people have had multiple doses of bivalent booster because of certain health risks, etc. But for most people who uh, don't have significant health risks or aren't elderly, we haven't had a booster since that time. This new one covering the XBB15 variant and then expected to cover quite well, EG5, BA286, all the other variants that are coming out that are sub-variants of xbb five mm-hmm. will be the new and only vaccine that's available and the only one we need. You don't need multiple doses. You don't need boosters um, at this point. So if it's been at least a few months since your last uh, COVID vaccine, I think that everybody should be eligible. We'll wait for official word on that from the CDC later today.
0: What numbers do you have for, for how many people actually received the last vaccine? And how Not many enough. do you anticipate are going to line up for this shot?
1: Well, I'll tell you, there's so many people that I run into on a, on a weekly basis that only receive the first couple of doses, have never had a single booster dose. I would effectively consider those folks not immunized. They don't have good protection. They may have some antibodies from exposure or recovering from the virus, but with each subsequent vaccine being available, including the bivalent booster, we saw less and less uptake, unfortunately, and there's a lot of vaccine fatigue out there, which is why I do have some patients that every three months, they're ready to roll up their sleeve and take any vaccine that that will benefit them. But others, I think it's far more palatable to come up with a seasonal option. And I think that's where we're at. So if I can reassure my patients that the dose that they're going to get now in September, October will be most likely the only dose they'll need until next fall I think that's easier to swallow and I, I'm hopeful that most people that haven't been vaccinated in a year or more will go ahead and get this the uptake for the bivalent booster is sitting around 20 percent and mm-hmm. that includes even our most vulnerable uh, over 65 adults and people with a uh, significant comorbidities and and that's something that probably needs to to change
0: yeah so health officials uh, you know they previously recommended, Only older people and those with autoimmune disorders needed to receive the boosters as they rolled out. And some argue everyone, even younger and healthy people, need to um, as well, you know, to try to boost herd immunity. What do you think there? What makes the most sense for this vaccine at this point?
1: Intuitively, what makes most sense uh, truly is for the vast majority of people to go ahead and receive this updated vaccine. That's what's going to get us through the threats of what we call triple demics and stuff like that. If the majority of people do get influenza vaccine every year and do get an annual COVID vaccine, this being what is expected to be the first of the annual vaccines, we're going to see a lot less of an impact of these viruses during these viral season months that go from October through February, March, some years, and I, I think that that's what makes the most sense. So I'm I'm hopeful that the CDC will uh, uh, not not mandate by any stretch, but certainly encourage and approve and um, you know state that this vaccine is indicated for for most people to receive.
0: Illinois saw a, a recent spike in COVID hospitalizations. What do those cases look like today?
1: Yeah, we are still seeing some. I've got several in the hospital right now. We're not talking about thousands of patients in the hospital. We're talking about about 400, 450 or so as of the early part of September. And across the country, we're looking at numbers around 17,000, 18,000 hospitalizations week over week uh, across the country, which is still, to put into perspective, less than half of what we were seeing last year at this time, and about a fifth of what we were seeing in 2021 at this time. So Mm -hmm. we are still, considerably lower than we ever have been but who's ending up in the hospital are immunocompromised folks those who are sicker older uh, with additional health comorbidities often people who have had covid before uh, that have had severe covid before maybe in 2020 2021 and you know now they have had some waning immunity from their vaccines they haven't had as much exposure to you know circulating virus and they're getting hit hard again Um, Fortunately, the vast majority are not requiring those high-level ICU interventions, but they're requiring some oxygen, some steroids, some supportive care measures to really get them over the hump.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, how concerned are you for a, a triple threat respiratory virus winter? I know the CDC recently reported a small uptick in RSV. That's, um, you know, mostly in the South, though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so far. Um, you know, we are going to see cases of all three. I don't know that we're going to see cases of all three uh, to an extent that it's going to stress our hospital resources, but again, I worry about those most vulnerable and there's going to be a segment of the population, those over age 60, especially, especially those with other health care concerns that can and should receive flu, COVID and RSV vaccines this fall to best protect them from these seasonal viral things that can really cause patients to get So much sicker than they even realize they can get. Most people, yes, have very mild symptoms with COVID or even the flu. But as you, as you get older, the, the weakness, the inability to eat, the GI distress that some can experience, the, you know, you end up so weak that we have patients falling down, hitting their heads, stuff like that. We want to be able to avoid those types of of issues in our most vulnerable patients. So that's what I worry about the most, not necessarily stressing our healthcare resources.
0: Right. Uh, this year's flu shots are also available at your local pharmacy. I know we've talked about this and you, you said it's fine to, you know, get your flu shot along with the COVID booster. Curious about doubling up the COVID booster with a shingle shot. Is that
1: okay? So it should be okay. Um, you know, side effects with multiple vaccines at once—you could have, uh, you know, a day or two or three where you are feeling pretty, pretty punky and down and out. Maybe a little headachey. Maybe a little feverish. And certainly those injection site reactions and pretty sore arms can be a player too. It's okay to get these vaccines at the same time. It is also okay to gap them a little bit, okay. um, but not to the extent that we're delaying beyond, you know, a, a reasonable time frame. When it comes to shingles shingles vaccine being indicated for adults age 50 and over, that is something that's not seasonal per se. So it possibly can be pushed aside a little bit to focus on the seasonal vaccines now and then at your next appointment or your next stop at the pharmacy to go ahead and get the shingles vaccine.
0: We'll leave it there for now. Dr. Mia Termina is an infectious disease specialist with Duly Health and Care. Good to hear your voice again, doctor. Thanks again.
1: Thank you.